It's Essential Pittsburgh. I'm Paul Guggenheimer. According to a number of magazine lists, Pittsburgh is the place to be for a number of reasons. One area garnering a lot of national attention is the city's evolving food scene. Livability.com recently ranked the Steel City as third in the country among the top 10 foodie cities, an opinion shared with Bon Appetit and Nerd Wallet. Whether it's farm to table or farmer's markets, fresh Local food is all the rage. And here to look at the city's food scene is contributor Rebecca Harris. She's director of the Center for Women's Entrepreneurship at Chatham University. Rebecca, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. It's nice to talk to you, Paul. And I hope that all of our listeners have eaten something before they listen to this because you're going to be really hungry. Well, I haven't. (laughs) So what are the newest food trends we've been seeing in 2015? Well, I'm going to start with a really big number to sort of set the, the pace here. The National Restaurant Association's 2015 Industry Outlook projects record sales of $709 billion. So we're looking at a huge industry, Paul, when we really talk about this. So food trends. One-item restaurants, that's pretty hot. We're going to see a lot more vegetables. We are seeing the Nordic invasion. If you don't know what that is, think IKEA and think about very basic going back to simple and it's a cornerstone of the new Nordic kitchen which is really to source locally to cook and eat what is in the forest and the fields so that's a new trend peppers are a hot commodity and it's not just the jalapeno peppers it's chili and ghost peppers people are turning to plant sources of protein like lentils and chickpeas and beans and I love this one you can now become a flexitarianism a flexitarian, which is basically you, that you go on a vegetarian diet, but that you eat a little bit of meat. So I don't know where that one falls out. I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, it's people that want to get a little bit of protein, I guess, to go along with those uh, veggies. Veggies. But you can now get a lot of protein from, which is interesting, pea protein and nuts and vegetables, which is also really big. And the last ones that I really love are tea. It's not just drinking tea, but it's putting tea as a cooking liquid, a rub on a marinade. Uh, or a sweet, like in a creme brulee, and flowers. Flowers are not just centerpieces anymore, Paul. You might wonder why, but we're seeing lavender and cheeses. We're seeing elderflowers and rose lemonade. So we're seeing some really interesting trends. And Lavender <laughs> and cheeses? Yeah, I know. Ugh. I know you have to push it. But the trend that's really pushing all of this that I think is exciting, especially for businesses and for entrepreneurs, is the support. We are seeing many new food and agricultural-based funds cropping up, accelerators, funding platforms to help food entrepreneurs really grow and accelerate their businesses. So that's cool. How did Pittsburgh become such a player on the food scene? Well, I read this great line that said, Pittsburgh is polishing up its steel town past and food is part of the renaissance. But what really happened was when Pittsburgh started to really change to the, the city it is now and the new sort of eds and meds and innovation and advanced manufacturing and bringing in companies like Google and like Uber and drawing in talent like young professionals, really what happened is we had to support those those resources and they wanted good food. So when you look inside a lot of old factory buildings that are now innovative kitchens and hip trendy restaurants and bars and really 
local people here in Pittsburgh really want local food as opposed to fast food. And so there's been also a big push by local farmers and health advocates to advocate for fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. And it really earned the Steel Cities Award as one of the top 10 best foodie cities. So I think that is a way that we really got into the forefront. Now, those of you who know the James Beard Foundation, Pittsburgh restaurants, especially somewhere like Permanti Brothers. I mean, they first opened the sandwich cart. If you rem- well, you won't remember. You're you're way too young, Paul. But in 1930, and Pittsburgh received the designation of the American Classic from the James Beard Foundation. And Permanti's Brothers has really expanded. And it is in a number of cities now. But what yeah. I am old enough to remember is when there was just one Primantis, <laughs> right? And, and, and they were open at the weird hours to accommodate the truckers, bring, you yeah. know, bringing in the the produce. And so we would go, we would rush down there at lunchtime from high school, you know, <laughs> forget eating the cafeteria right. food. We wanted a Primanti, and and so by that time we're driving, and, and we would race down there and right. back to get to get with the Fermantes and now they're about now you locations. pretty much you can you, you you can find you one can just find about it. anywhere right, right so who are the, that's an old player who yeah, are the newest player. players in the Pittsburgh food right. scene so when we look at some of the new players and I think that when you talk about some of the new players you see things like full-fledged sanctuaries devoted to burgers and hot dogs and we're seeing food trucks which are arriving and you can create your own beer like at the copper kettle brewing and we're seeing the amazing Wiggle Whiskey Distillery, which has become the most awarded craft whiskey distillery in the U.S., which is making um, like rye whiskey. So when we look at those, we think, wow, that is really incredible. And on the food side, we're seeing places like The Vandal, which is uh, locally centrally located in Lawrenceville on the main drag, and it's kind of a go-to neighborhood breakfast spot. And we're seeing places like... This one I love called The Station. Uh, it's a new one that's coming up. And these are 12 new and upcoming restaurants in Pittsburgh. And we'll have the link on your WESA website as well so you can check it out. But we have Aldafo's restaurant and Taco. So Taco, which opened in April, is really like how can you dress up a taco even more? So, so those are some of the new players on the block. And I think it's innovative. It's interesting. And really unique, Slice Island and Spirit Lodge. So that's really going to be fun. Some good stuff. And because of the attention being paid to our food scene, which restaurants are generating a lot of buzz in the Steel City? You always have to look at some of the the main the main stay, na- main names and the big players. And Pittsburgh Magazine always puts out a big, huge, voted best restaurants, but. We can't forget the staples like Avenue B, which is in Shadyside, which is really one of the the greats for really good, basic, and very seasonal selection. Butcher and the Rye is a big one. Uh, We look at Cafe Zeno, which is very interesting and unique, and Casba, which is in Shadyside as well. So those are some that are very well known, I think, in many ways, but also continue to be innovative and unique. And so tell us about some upcoming food events and festivals that we can look forward to. Well, so there's always a Pittsburgh Restaurant Week. It comes twice a year, winter and summer. So we'll be looking forward to the winter one. And there are neighborhood soups, crawls, and cookie tours and everything else on top of that. So Restaurant Week falls in January and in August and features more than 50 restaurants. So start to look for those. The annual Greek festival just completed, but that's something we see every year. I really like this one, Soups 
on the South Side Midwinter Soup Contest mm. with butternut bourbon bisque and chipotle chicken chorizo soup. I mean, wow. <laughs> now are you hungry? Right? Yeah, I was going to say, you're <laughs> right. I am hungry. And Lawrenceville neighborhood hosts the annual Joy of Cookies cookie tour each December, which I think is really fun. And in Lancaster, the 2015 Lancaster Food and Spirits Festival, November 21st and 22nd. So that should be really interesting. And we have a lot more listed uh, with you as well. So you can check them out if you go to our website, WESA.FM. Rebecca Harris is the director of the Center for Women's Entrepreneurship at Chatham University, looking at Pittsburgh's food scene. Rebecca, as always, great thanks. You're welcome. Coming up, author Andy Moore chronicles an exotic native fruit. It's Essential Pittsburgh on 90.5 WESA.